Hello everyone, this, welcome back to another episode of the J. Roland Speaks podcast. I hope you had a wonderful day. I hope that things are settling down for you. And if you are listening to this in your morning, I hope that you are preparing for a wonderful, wonderful day of work or whatever it is that you do. And I hope that the words that you hear today and in this live and in this podcast episode are going to strengthen you, are going to edify you. I have no doubt that they can but I just need a favor in return. I want you to listen to these words. I want you to take heed. I want you to embrace. I want you to immerse. I want you to plant and I want you to feel and I want you to understand and I want you to consubstantiate and build and bridge and become and be in some of these words and let these words do the same thing for you. You never know. Sometimes words can absolutely motivate us for the rest of the day, and sometimes they can kind of drag us down. It depends on how it's said and who says it. But I promise you that these words tonight are going to be nothing but edifying. They're going to build you, they're going to strengthen you, and they're going to remind you of what an amazing gift and art that we call poetry. And truly, it is a work of art something that can only be intelligent intelligently designed right it's pretty curious you know how many like manuscripts especially like sacred manuscripts actually are written originally in poem poetic form you ever wonder why you see poetry has been always been used as a way of honoring something that is far better than this realm this world right and especially when it comes to like talking about deities and things that are superior to us and so poetry actually has this effect of like bestowing this grandeur and majesty for something far better than us right because we're the ones that are speaking it we're the ones that are writing it and so this is sort of like our homage to something so much better than us right and so this is an act of servitude an act of giving an act of just amazement honor and all of these things so if it can do that for something if poet if poetic words are deserving and honoring something so majestic something far better than us then why can it not uplift you in the same sense maybe not to the same degree as a perfect being but maybe even the residue itself can become somewhat of a shall we say an uplifting circumstance an uplifting moment an uplifting procedural occurrence and so don't give up on poetry all right you don't have to be an expert you don't have to love it and you don't even have to like it actually but as long as you hear one poem and it let it and it resonates with you then maybe you can respect it right respecting doesn't necessarily mean that you love it or like it okay just so we're clear here there's there are actually two different two different aspects here you can respect somebody and not love them you can respect somebody and not necessarily like them but paying respect is like actually kind of like 
shutting your own criticism and controlling your own sort of emotional critique of whatever it is that you are trying to respect, right? Because whatever, whoever you respect or whatever you respect, you yourself will learn how to manage your own conduct, your own being, your own self. And so that's why maybe I can get you to respect poetry. Because you know what? You're definitely not alone. I used to not like poetry whatsoever. Seriously. And if you're new to this live, you're going to find that totally ironic because that's all we do in this live. I just read poems, right? I never thought in like so many years that people would want to listen to this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it's pretty amazing. So anyway, I hope that you enjoy tonight's episode, tonight's show, because guys, I'm going to teach you a awesome Greek word tonight. But before I get there, okay, before we talk about this one Greek word tonight, are you guys doing okay? I hope that you're okay. I'm so glad you're here. All my regular followers, thank you much. Thank you so much for being here. Un millón de gracias por ustedes. Gracias por su sintonía. Gracias por seguirme. Gracias por ser fiel a este live. Pero yo no busco su fidelidad. Busco su atención. Y quiero que ustedes aprendan algo muy, muy bueno para ustedes. Algo muy efectivo para ustedes. Y quiero aclarar que esas palabras y este mensaje no es de mí, sino que viene de algo mucho más, muchísimo, mucho más perfecto que yo. Algo más perfecto que yo. Porque yo soy muy débil. Yo soy una persona que tiene muchas cosas para, para arreglar, perdonar. Y entonces hay mucha, yo no soy alguien perfecto y nunca seré. Pero estoy tratando de ser alguien honorable, por lo menos. Entonces, quiero que ustedes aprendan algo hoy. Y esta noche le voy a enseñar una palabra griega. Una palabra griega, perdón, griega, ¿cierto? De origen griego. Y creo que les va a gustar bastante, ¿cierto? Así que, por favor, quédense conmigo. Voy a leer unos poemas en inglés y voy a tratar de leer poemas en castellano. Así que no se vayan hasta que puedan escuchar los dos, ¿cierto? Y espero que los poemas le enseñen algo. No necesariamente yo. Los poemas que le enseñen algo. ¿Ok? Ya. Alright, guys. You guys ready? Alright. So, tonight's episode is based on one Greek word. And that word is... Kronos. Now, there's many variations of how you spell it. So, some people like to spell C-H-R-O-S-O-S. <laughs> Sorry, C-H-R-O-S-O. <laughs> Let me do that again. C-H-R-O-N-O-S. Ah, Sorry, it's late. <laughs> so, that's one way to spell it. But another way, and really the origin away the way the, the way the Greek spell it is K R O N O S so Kronos right Kronos Kronosis and Kronomia 
So why is this why is this word important? So when we break down the word chronos, and by the way, you can actually attach that root chronos, that root word, to pretty much any scientific terminology. So if you're in the science field, this is something that you probably would want to like pay attention to. And so this is what I want to tell you. Chronos means time. That's what it means. Simply put, time. Chronos. But what type of chronos? Is it like a sense of time? Is it a atmospheric time? Is it interstellar time? Is it celestial time? Is it earthly time? Or is it just a regular like spatial time? Now, here's something that's going to get a little bit complicated and I hope that it doesn't sort of like get lost in your thought here. But there's another word very similar to the Greek word, also Greek, which means Kora. Okay? Kora, C H O R A, is the Greek word for space. Okay? So it may not seem that they're interrelated, but they very much are actually. So Kronos and Kora have a special relationship because if you want to have a sense of time, then you have to have some sense of space. And the same thing goes the other way. If you have a sense of your space, if you are aware of your space, if you actually have an idea of where you are, where you're located, and even the environment that you are right now, there's also an embedded sense of time, right? Because for you to internally calculate or just sort of like, you know, recognize that you are in a particular space, then you are inadvertently also admitting that there's a time not necessarily lapse, but a time like emphasis, like a, like a time effort, a time, a time zone in some some respect. Because once again, Kronos and and Kora have a very special relationship. You can't have one without the other, basically. Which is why they sort of interact and belong to each other, and they they kind of have a similar spelling, but not really. So, like I said, depends on like how you spell Kronos. It can be with a K or CH. So it really depends on like where you're, you know, learning from, what school of thought you're learning from. Okay, so why is this important? Well, whenever you are communicating, okay, whenever you are speaking, especially when it comes to poetry, like whenever you are reading a poem, you have to have a sense of time. You have to have Kronos basically you know what's interesting this is sort of this is slightly slightly like a segue okay trust me I'll come I'm coming back to Kronos Kronos is our theme tonight but there's a slight modification here so have you ever noticed especially those of you who like to read okay those of you who are like studious or like just just for pure pleasure to read have you ever noticed that like Whenever you read, whenever you're in the act of reading, right? Like in the action of reading. Usually you, as an individual, naturally want to find a conducive, like a space that is conducive for reading, right? Because you're not going to read in a place that's completely annoying or distracting to you, right? Like, Like some people can read in coffee shops, no problem, right? 
But then I know a lot of people that can't. You know, the other day I went to this uh, this pizza place here locally in the in the town that I live in, and there was a there was a dude that was waiting for his pizza. And now this pizza place is really nice. Like like it's it's got like a it's got two floors. It's a pretty big place, and it's pretty. I mean, like upstairs they had like a, a lounge area. It was a pretty cool place. Like it's a really cool pizza place. It's not your typical pizza place pizza pizza joint. I mean. Anyway, so he was waiting for pizza, and he went upstairs, and there's this little, like, lounge area, and there's, like, a couch, and, you know, some love seats, all these things. And so he, like, uh, was sitting there and reading a, a, a book, and I, f- I, f- I think it was, like, A Wrinkle in Time, I think. Anyway, <laughs> he was reading a book, and it was a fictional book, and then in the same floor, there was a, a some type of, like... And it's not our wedding reception, but there was some type of party going on. And so there was noise going on, you know? And there he was just chilling, minding his own business, waiting for his pizza. And he was reading, you know? And I was just so fascinated by his concentration level. Like, I can never read a book in that sort of environment. Just no way, you know? But then I realized, like, the environment that he's in, this is probably, like, his most comfortable environment he probably likes this area where it seems like the space is filled by people and so he probably likes that and so maybe at home he doesn't have you know too many human beings where like he can he can feel comfortable reading a book right and so i don't know i don't know his life story but i did approach him about it and i asked him I was like man can you are you actually like for real reading that and he was like yeah you know and so I don't know, he seemed pretty genuine when he when he answered that question. But some people can do it. I certainly can, can't. But his Cora, okay, his Cora. He needed to have that space. He needed to have a conduce a space that was conducive to reading. Okay. Now going back to the idea of Kronos here. In the act of communicating, right, you have to be aware of your space. Where are you talking? And why did you choose that space? You ever wonder why whenever you go to like a presentation and and, and this is like a presentation that you probably like spent some money to listen to right like some some motivational speaker of some sort they always most of the time if not all the time they spend a lot of effort in designing the space right especially the stage like the stage has to be very conducive to a well thought presentation right and so a lot of times they'll have like some type of powerpoint or some type of visual representation Sometimes it'll be animated and it'll, sometimes they'll have these li- really lovely photos and graphics and, you know, infographics that, that talk about and elaborate on their topic. But all of these is visually stunning, right? And so there's this idea of like the space itself has to parallel what you speak. And so your sense of time is based on the way you present information and the same thing could be said the other way around your sense of space and even your presentation 
also depends a lot on your timing. Do you want to present at midday? Do you want to present at you know six o'clock? Do you want to present really late at night? I mean, check this live out right now that I'm doing with y'all. I mean, once again, some of you guys are probably listening to this all the way from Norway or who knows where, right? Like somewhere completely half around the world. I know there's a few people that actually tune in from South Africa. So that's that's amazing, by the way. And I want to say a special shout out to y'all. And I want to say thank you so much for being loyal listeners. But you know exactly what I mean by like this idea of sense of time. Because when you are listening to this podcast, when you're watching this live, you have a much different experience than someone who's watching it at night. And so because I'm broadcasting from the East Coast, therefore, you probably have a much different reception to the words that I'm teaching you guys, right? Especially when it comes to Kronos and Korah, right? You may not have the same effect or you might have a much, much better effect. I don't know. But one thing is for sure, you are perceiving this information by your sense of Kronos and Korah. So keep that in mind, okay? One final thing I want to say about Kronos, okay? When it does come to passing information, right? Communicating information, there are three other what we would call rhetorical appeals that need to be part of the fabric of saying something that is very luring, saying something that is very persuasive, saying something that is very like convincing. So if you want to convince somebody of anything really, and literally anything, okay, anything, and metaphorically anything, then what you have to do is you have to implement emotions, which is what we call pathos. You have to implement logic, which is what we call logos. And then you have to implement something called ethos, which is what you guys already know about, right? I've been talking about ethos for, you know, a whole year now, <laughs> right? So ethos being credibility. And so you need to implement emotion, logic, or reasoning, and then credibility or trustworthiness. If you are missing any of those key ingredients, then you probably are not going to have a very persuasive or a convincing presentation, right? It doesn't matter. You might have the most mind-blowing the most mind-blowing invention or thought or concept that mankind has ever seen or heard. But if you don't know how to present it, most of us won't really understand you or be convinced by what you say. But around all those three elements, by the way, around those three elements, the one that gets least talked about is Kronos. Because like I said, guys, if you do know how to speak in a trustworthy manner, that you do have a good reputation, if you do know how to incorporate emotions, that way you can sort of like, you know, politely trigger, you know, your audience and, 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 and being susceptible to what you say is possible. And if you do know how to implement logic, reasoning, right, then it doesn't matter because if you were to present your idea super early in the morning, like 4.30 in the morning or something like that, most people are asleep. And so they probably won't be susceptible to understanding what you're saying because it's way too early. 
or if you do it at like midnight or i don't know 11 30 at night some people don't stay up that late and so they may not be very susceptible to that either right so timing has a lot to do with how you present information but don't forget about cora okay if you are going to be conscientious of timing then you need to be conscientious of your space as well all right now that you are processing this i want to apply this to poetry now why is that important i don't know if you guys are noticing but when i read poems you guys know by now that i'm so meticulous about my song choices and the timing of how i read poems not everything i read is going to be flawless and in, and those of you who've been following me for a while now have seen a lot of my errors right like like i know when i don't do it right and so i feel like i have to read it again but the reason why i do that is because the way the poem is written has a sense of chronos embedded in it because the poet themselves took a significant amount of time to harness that Cora and Kronos into the words themselves, which is why poetry is such a delicate and and truly like skillful craft. Not everybody can do it, okay? Let's not kid ourselves, guys, okay? There's some really bad poets out there, and I wouldn't even call them poets, okay? I mean, I, I hate to be this blunt, but some people are just not gifted at writing. They're just not. I'm sorry. Like, you know, they can have all the effort in the world, and, you know, it might sound pretty occasionally, but let's not kid ourselves. It's, you can tell a work of poetry that has taken years, if not months and weeks, to chisel and edit and polish versus one that was just kind of done on a whim okay and the reason being is because chronos itself is sort of a dictator of how you should write this poem or whatever message it's about and so i try to give it some parallel shall we say honor <laughs> and adjustment of giving it that same respect of chronos I may not be in the same Cora when I read the poem, right? Because a lot of these poets tend to write it in, you know, a particular space that they have. Maybe it's in their office. Maybe it's out in the in the wilderness. I really don't know. But I can't. I would. I would. I would love to read poems in their original space. I think it would give it such an intriguing sense of of Cora. Like the poem would. I think it would have so much more meaning. You know. So I don't know, right? Like, I would love to test that theory someday. But right now, this is the best I can do. So as a supplement, I'd rather just stick to the only thing I can do right now, which is chronos. I want to read these poems with a timely manner because there's something very important about time and our sense of time that we take it for granted. And some of us are very conscientious of time right in fact the older that you get the more conscientious you become of it and what's interesting is the wiser you become 
then you start actually like learning how to manage time and in some respects with wisdom you sort of like can slow down time when you choose right because that's what wisdom does like it teaches you how to harness certain capabilities right i mean it sounds a little strange because like you know time's the same everywhere so to speak right like like in terms of like it's it's continuous it's continuous seconds of rolling seconds right like in, in minutes like you can't necessarily like slow it down or speed it up but what you can do is like learn how to use that time in a much more timely manner so you're using chronos to understand chronos <laughs> you understand so that's what i like i find really fascinating about this greek word because it is about time but if you want to understand time then you have to learn how to be one with time does that make sense all right tonight's first poem is one from shakespeare actually and he actually talks about a clock and it's also attributing it to a love that he has so let's hear, let's see what he says. You guys ready? All right. You guys know what to do. Tap that screen, go and drink some water, do a five second countdown, change the track, and we'll get started. All right. This poem is Sonnet Number 12 by William Shakespeare. Did canopy the herd 
summer's green, all girded up in sheaves, born on the byre with white and bristly beard. Then of thy beauty do I question make. Thou, among the wastes of time, must go. And since sweets and beauties do themselves forsake, and die as fast as they see others grow, and nothing against time's synth can make defense. Save breed to brave him when he takes thee hence. This is why you need to dedicate time to understanding poetry. You need to create chronos in order to understand the chronological and the chronology of this poem. When I do count the clock that tells time. First of all, I want you to notice something here in this very first line. When I do count the clock that tells the time. So the time, the clock itself is telling time. But yet here he is and actually like willfully counts it himself. As if he was managing the time. You see, that's what I mean by like a wisdom beyond your years or wisdom with your years because you finally understand the concept of time you know how to harness it you know how to like appreciate it and you know how to like control it in many ways because you're not wasting time it sounds like he is but he's not he says when i do count the clock i am counting the clock and the clock is telling time And then he says this, and see the brave day sunk in hideous night. So this is a visual description of like the time itself changing, right? From daylight to dark. And of course, he's not a big fan of the night because he says hideous night, right? So he's already giving it an adjective, right? This sense of time and the way it sort of fades, right? And so he's not a fan of something that is wasted time wasted he's not a fan of that he simply wants to harness and appreciate time and then he says this when I behold violet 
past prime. When I behold violet, not violent, violet, the color, okay? When I behold violet past prime. So now he's describing the color of a flower. And he actually sees that this flower is no longer blooming in its prime estate. He is fully conscientious now. And there's this relationship of time wasted and time past being similar in terms of hideousness. Or disappointment. Disappointment in, in some sense. And then he says this. And saber curls all silvered over with white. And so he's describing some more flowers and objects, right? So there's something not beautiful about this. And when lofty trees I see barren of leaves, right? So more visual evidence, right? Of time that has destroyed or is destroying and decaying something that used to be beautiful and and basically like you know no longer in its prime okay all right we're, we're almost getting to the point guys one second i have to go through this like line by line so you understand how like you, you can analyze poems and then he says this born on the briar with white and bristly beard then of thy beauty do i question make Born on the briar with white and bristle, bristly beard, then of thy beauty do I question make. That thou among the wastes of time must go, since sweets and beauties do themselves forsake. You see, when something is so beautiful, when something is so precious, when something is immensely just immersed in a glory, okay, like 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 a majestic glory, time, at least for that moment, ceases to exist. Because time has no authority to decay it at that moment. Which is why our memory is critical in terms of harnessing time and embedding that time in our memories so that that memory that we have of them, that we classify as beautiful, is here and here and then Kronos itself isn't allowed to touch it because it is Kronoless, right? Even the space itself, Kora, doesn't exist. You can remember something in kind of like a rough place, but that's not really what you're thinking about. You're thinking about the actual person or the object or the, or, or the, the event. But you don't really remember where it takes place. I mean, you have a pretty good idea, but it's not really that important because it's really the, the object itself, right? 
the object of beauty basically so chronos is like like you use chronos against it because you're forcing it to admit that oh man this is so beautiful right now there is no there's no evidence that this is dying that this is decaying you understand this is why we probably like to take pictures because we like to think that we like to believe at least that we have this sense of time that we can control time in that moment and so we freeze it by having this still image right photographs are basically like manifestations of your thought <laughs> right of your memories i mean manifestations of your memories that's what i mean right and so in some in, in some case like the photograph is like a very like tiny little cora you're also freezing the space right <laughs> it's really fascinating which is why like there's so many philosophers out there that actually like sort of discuss this sense of time right like like of 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 traveling and these you know it's obviously theories but who knows i mean i don't know it's i can't ever say that it's ever going to become an actual thing one day like time time traveling but it's certainly fascinating to think about right because we do this with our minds y'all like we time travel with our minds we really do we may not call it the same way like science fiction novels do but we do have like this time lapse right and it gets so complicated that we have like some of us like develop dementia right because it's just there's no longer this like this this straight line of of thought anymore right because all of it is just so complex and intertwined that it's like man how do you unscramble it really how do you unscramble it how do you unscramble it you can't right you can see the physical parts and see how complicated it is but actually the inner workings of it you can't okay not even the best neurological surgeon can ever like fix that okay he can fix the outer parts right like some parts like the nerves maybe if he's lucky right but you can't really fix like the inners, inner works, right? So, once again, in Shakespeare's poem, he's basically trying to show you that same method. You understand? But he's equating it to the beauty of beauty itself. And then to top it all off, he ends it with this. Since sweets and beauties do themselves forsake and die as fast as they, as they see others grow. And nothing against time's synth, synth, sorry, can make defense save breed to brave him when he takes the hence. Even though beauty can somewhat defy our sense of time, eventually you're going to have to succumb to time because it can't last forever. As much as we try to fight it, as much as we want to fight it, eventually we're gonna have to give in to time. You may prolong it, you may slow it down, 
but it will always come back for you. And so the only defense you have is to appreciate it, to embrace it, to willingly accept that one day this magnificent beauty is not going to be like this anymore. And so I'm going to embrace it and enjoy the time that I do have left. Why is it that we wait until we have this realization that we have limited time that we learn to appreciate time itself? Isn't it kind of a ironic moment, right? It's a little bit of a sad moment, but also happy too, right? Like that's the irony. It's sad because you sort of kick yourself and you say, oh man, you know, I, I wish I would have realized this when I had the time. <laughs> but at the same time, you sort of say, now that I do realize this, now I can absolutely appreciate the, my, the rest of my time. You know, I hear from so many people so many people especially like my age like so many people say oh man you know like you know that's just the way i am or you know i don't really have time or you know my my i'm getting old really you know just the other the last week actually i i twitched my back when I was uh, playing hockey, okay, ice hockey. And the one thing that I should have done that I didn't do was stretch. But when I twitched my back, right, and I, and I couldn't play for the rest of the game, first thing that everybody said, oh, yeah, you're an old man now. Bro, I didn't stretch, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't blame it on, like, your number, okay? It's your responsibility to take your take care of your own body and everything that results from it is because you probably didn't take care of it, right? Are you eating well? Are you drinking well? Are you sleeping well? How's your stress level? All of these things you have to be conscientious of because this is part of time, you understand? Your sense of chronos has to be much more chronological. If you want to be lim limber, right? If you want to be agile, if you want to have a much if you want to prevent some type of injury, right, then you need to, then you need to, like, take the time, once again, take the chronos, and do the necessary processes in order to be prepared for it. Are you seriously going to run a marathon without actually training? Of course not. Are you going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro without actually, like, training your body to breathe thin air? right and exercise your legs and your arms to endure th very very thin hair because the less oxygen you have then the more your muscles will uh, won't last right like they start having much less oxygen in the blood and so you start cramping up and you start actually like potentially even be susceptible to bleeding okay it's no joke man like you have to take it serious if that's what you're gonna do don't blame it on your age has nothing to do with it. You didn't take the time. Right? Think about all the exams you've ever taken in your life. Are you just going to go into that exam without actually studying? Did you actually take the time to study? No. 
So Kronos is a vital part in terms of appreciating beauty, and especially when it comes to love. You know, we absolutely have not gotten to the point, some of us, okay? I'm speaking only for some of us. But some of us really haven't gotten to the point where we appreciate the time we spend with somebody. And it's sad to see that, like, there's people that really just have no sense of time when it comes to like being with someone and then there's some that do and you can totally tell the ones that are much more intentional right like like they're sweeter with their words they're more purposeful with their words right who knows like all these responsibilities that they have and they still make time for you that's amazing what an act of love Right? Isn't that an amazing act of love? And so, if you want to love somebody, you create a Kronos. You present Kronos. Right? Whatever it is that you're going to communicate to them, you do it with your sense of Kronos. You have to allow Kronos to be part of your presentation, your communication. So keep that in mind. This is the Jay Rolden Speaks podcast, y'all. I'm so happy that you guys are here. I hope you're under- learning some really, really great terms today and that you are absolutely appreciating this live. What we, Once again, we don't just talk about poetry here. We talk about stories. We show you how to connect with it, analyze them. And of course, you learn new terminologies every so often. And so tonight, once again, is about chronos, which means time in Greek. And so... I hope that you are appreciating this and maybe even have having a much better sense of time, right? That's the whole point, guys. Okay? Shakespeare certainly understood the sense of time. So I know you all you all can do the same, right? Alright, I'm gonna read one more poem by Shakespeare. Also with some regards to time. And this is actually Sonnet 64. And I'm gonna take a drink of water. You guys know what to do. Tap that screen. Let me know how this let me know how I'm doing. If you guys are enjoying this, tap that screen. And after I'm done drinking, then you can stop. We'll do a five-second countdown, change the track, and get ready for this next poem by William Shakespeare. Sonnet 64. y'all we're back now so as you guys know i'm already meticulous about the music tracks that i use to read these poems because for me it's about chronos right it's the sense of time here because if you do it right and if you treat time well and you learn how to harness time then these poems become alive and they have a much more enriching sense of what these words are actually saying so hopefully it works all right let me change the track let me try to remember the ones. That... I think it's. I think it's this one. Or maybe this one. 
things. <laughs> or not. Alright, I think it's this one. Alright, I'm gonna start this again. Five second countdown. Sonnet 64 by William Shakespeare. towers I see down raised and brass eternal slave to mortal rage when I have seen the hungry ocean gain advantage on the kingdom of the shore and the firm soil wind of the watery main, increasing store with loss and loss with store. And when I have seen such interchange of state, State itself confounded to decay. Ruin hath taught me thus to ruminate that time will come and take my love away. And this thought is as a death which cannot choose but weep. To have that which it fears to lose. When I have seen by time's fell hand defaced the rich proud cost of outworn buried age, and when sometime lofty towers I see down raised, and brass eternal slave to mortal rage, and when I have seen the hungry ocean gain advantage on the kingdom of the shore, the firm soil win of that watery main, and increasing store with loss, and loss with store, when I have seen such interchange of state, or state itself confounded to decay, ruin hath taught me thus to ruminate, and that time will come and take my love away. And this thought is as a death, which cannot choose but weep to have that which it 
fears to lose. My goodness. This is why you should respect poetry, by the way. You may not love it, you may not like it, but respect it because it's writers like this, like Shakespeare himself, that absolutely knew how to harness time in words. That one line in this poem that absolutely just seals our sense of Kronos is in the following. Ruin hath taught me thus to ruminate. If you don't know what ruminate means, okay? Ruminate means to think deeply about something, right? That's where we get the word reminisce, by the way. To ruminate. So if you are ruminating about something, then you are thinking about something. You are holding a memory, basically. Reminiscing about a, a thought. A time. Reminiscing about a time. See, ruin hath taught me thus to ruminate. When you know something is going to be ruined, or at least going to perish or decay or die, this is when you understand and appreciate your sense of chronos. That's the irony, guys. Some of us live our lives with like living so careless and so carefree that we don't really have a sense of time. But you're going about it wrong. You really want to enjoy your life? You really want to enjoy your the rest of your time? Learn how to respect and appreciate time. Instead of making it seem like, oh yeah, I don't care about time. I don't care about this. I don't care about that. No, care for it. Because the alternative is you're going to realize that you should have cared for it anyway when you have your sense of time limited. When you know you're going to die or somebody's going to die. Don't wait until then to reminisce, to ruminate. This is how you should approach your relationships, by the way. I don't care if it's with a best friend. I don't care if it's with your lover, with your wife, with your fiance. I don't care if it's with your family members. I don't care. Learn to appreciate that relationship with your sense of time. If you treat somebody with saying, oh yeah, I only have 30 minutes for you. That's not, that's not, <laughs> that's not how you appreciate time. Now wait, there's a difference between somebody that's super, super busy. Like, like in reality, very, very busy. And if they purposely create a time slot for you, that means a lot, by the way. Okay. That person understands their sense of time. But somebody only says that, oh yeah, I got, I'm going to, I only have 30 minutes for you because I want to do something else. That's not how you appreciate time. Ladies, let me offer you this one thing that I've said in so many of my lives. And if there's any dudes in this live right now, y'all know exactly what I mean by this. And so I need you guys to back me up when I say this, especially to the ladies here. Okay, ladies, when you are out on a date 
especially with someone that you're so enthusiastic to meet, right? And maybe you're out in a second or third date, I don't know. But somebody that you really, really like are so interested in, right? And just like, man, I want to be with this guy, okay? Please, do us a favor. Men, okay, particularly, do a man a favor. And don't make us feel weird when we look at you. Don't belittle us when we look at you. When we look at you, this is our act of honoring you with our time. I don't want to spoil it. We don't want to spoil it with filling it with gibberish. And I just want to be quiet and just look at you and admire the time that it took for you to get ready and look like this because you, my dear, look so wonderful tonight. And I just want you to know how much I appreciate it by looking at you. This is an act of appreciating Kronos by looking at you. And the moment that you say, stop it, or you're being weird, maybe that's your sort of like mechanism of defense, or I don't know, it's kind of like deterring the situation. But it's actually quite hurtful for us men, especially when we are genuine and the only thing we want to do is look at you. We have no other agenda. We just want to look at you. Don't belittle us. Because right now, this is the best thing and act and method I can do to honor you. And I'm honoring you with my sense of time, Kronos, by offering you this moment that I'm going to embed in my mind and remember you for the rest of my days this way. So I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to use my eyes to consume you. I'm going to use my mind to record you. I'm going to use my heart to save you. And if I have the privilege of holding you, holding you in my arms, I'm going to use my arms to shelter you. This is my act of love for you. This is more meaningful than a kiss. More intentional than being intimate. This is how I love you. So respect me in return. Respect 
my time. Show me your love for me with your chronos. Game over, y'all. That's right. Did you like that? That was a freebie, y'all. This is why you're in this live. You know why. <laughs> this is the J. Rolden Podcast Show. I hope you're having a great time. This is amazing stuff. This content is like just, my goodness, so good, right? Hope you're having a good time. And I hope that what whatever it is that you did earlier today, I don't know what it is that you did. I hope that it was productive. I thought was, hope that it was intentional. Once again, this is the J. Rolden Speaks Podcast. If you didn't know this already, there's a Spotify account. If you don't have Spotify, download it on your phone or whatever it is that you use to listen to music. And once you download it, once you access it, look for the J. Rowland Speaks podcast. Subscribe, follow it. Let me know how I'm doing. Leave a message, request whatever it is that you want me to read in the future. And if you are able, I would love for your support. Right? I love. I would love and be so honored if you could support the show because. This stuff isn't easy, guys. It takes time to do this. Time. And, you know, it takes a lot of effort. So I would appreciate some support, right? Thank you again to all my all my current supporters. Y'all are so awesome. Thank you so much. And, man, my goodness. I really, really love doing these things. And so I hope that y'all are enjoying it. And I sort of have a little bit of a heads up, y'all. And I hate to say this, but... There's going to be a point where Spotify will only be accessible for my subscribers. So if you don't subscribe it to it already, just know that sometime in the next three months or so, it's going to be only be accessible for my subscribers. So it's only, it's only going to be accessible through subscription only. So if you want to hear all of that great content, then I encourage you to go ahead and subscribe so you don't have to worry about that transition. But just don't be surprised if one day if you go to my Spotify account and you can't hear anything because it's all locked, right? So once again, this is only be going to be available for my subscribers. And so this is sort of my way of saying thank you to all of them and giving them special access to all of my content on here. And so if you want to make the jump, if you want to support the show, I encourage you to go ahead and do that. Make that jump so you won't have to worry about, you know, transitioning into that. And, you know, you won't have to worry about having any issues with accessing. So... Just a heads up. All right, y'all. I'll probably be repeating this a couple times throughout the next two weeks or so. And so just to kind of give you a heads up. But I just thought I'd bring it to light at this moment. All right. Anyway, good stuff. Good content. I hope you guys are enjoying the show. And unfortunately, I must go. It's getting late and I do have a job that I have to do this morning. So <laughs> I'm so sorry, y'all. But I do have to call it a night. I know we only did two poems. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait, I got to do one in Spanish for my Spanish speakers. So I'm going to do one real quick. One second. Don't go yet. All my Spanish speakers. No se vayan porque les prometí que voy a leer un poema en castellano. Así que voy a honrar su... Bueno, voy a rondar, honrar mi... mi Mi promesa, ¿cierto? Ok, dame unos segunditos y voy a leer esa poema, ese poema, perdón, en castellano. Así que dame un segundito, unos minutitos y abramos.
poema maravilloso. Ok. Esto se llama El futuro. Hablando de cronos, ¿cierto? El sentido de tiempo. Esto se llama El futuro de Julio Cortázar. ¿Listo? Déjame cambiar la música y voy a hacer un... Voy a contar de ese 5 y vamos a empezar a leer El futuro por el caballero Julio Cortázar. Sé muy bien que no estarás. No estarás en la calle, en el murmullo que brota por la de la noche, de los postes de alumbrado, ni en el gesto de elegir el menú, ni en la sonrisa que alivia los completos en los subtes, ni en los libros prestados, ni en el hasta mañana, no estarás en mis sueños, en el destino original de mis palabras, ni una cifra telefónica estarás, o en el color de un par de guantes, o una blausa, me enojaré, amor mío, sin que sea por ti y compraré bombones pero no para ti no pararé en la esquina a la que no vendrás y diré las cosas que sé decir y comeré las cosas que sé comer y soñaré los sueños que sé soñar sueñan y sé muy bien que no estarás ni aquí dentro de la cárcel donde te retengo, ni allí afuera, ni en ese río de calles y de puentes, no estarás para nada. No serás mi recuerdo, y cuando piense en ti, pensaré en un pensamiento que oscuramente trata de acordarse de ti. Por favor, por favor. A ver, para todos los hombres que están en este live ahora, ahorita. Todos los hombres aquí. Tú quieres un... Un plan para qué decir a esas mujeres que... No te respetaron, no respetaron tu tiempo. Que no te querían en la profundidad para ti. Que no tenían ese amor para ti. Pero tú diste todo tu amor para ellos. Uf. 
Julio Cortázar te, te lo demostró. No, no lo estoy diciendo con, por maldad, sino para, para que ustedes entiendan que a veces la mejor forma para decir, decirle a alguien gracias pero no gracias es decirle que ya no pienso en ti. Tú eres quizás una memoria ahora, pero voy a, yo voy a suprimir esa memoria porque yo sé cuando tu memoria surge y voy a tratar todo lo posible para que esa memoria no existe ya para que no crece, crezca quizás es un poco eh, como te voy a decir un poco como se dice en, en partes de Latinoamérica un poco picota <risa> pero pero ya pues, o sea aquí hay muchos hombres buenos que han dado mucho, muchísimo de su corazón hacia una mujer. Pero desgraciadamente, esas mujeres no apreciaron a ese hombre. No apreciaron su amor. No, su, no apreciaron su tiempo. Y tratan de, no sé, vivir su vida como si ellos fueran la única importante en, en el mundo. Creo que eso es un poco injusto, ¿cierto? Obviamente, no estoy, no estoy diciendo que todas las mujeres son así. Por supuesto que no. Pero, ¿tú quieres saber cómo decirle... Gracias, pero no gracias, señorita. Léele este poema. <risa> y se acabó. Se acabó. Te, te, te vas así con el pecho al cielo, ¿cierto? Así como, como Maradona, ¿cierto? <risa> ay, ay, ay. Qué poema. Esto fue escrito en 1941, para que ustedes sepan. Se llama El Futuro. Julio Cortázar. Gracias por estar aquí. Espero que disfrutaron. A veces leemos poemas que son cariñosos, mucho sentimiento. Y a veces leemos poemas que tienen un poco de amargura, ¿cierto? Desgraciadamente, desgraciadamente Julio Cortázar tiene un poco de amargura aquí. Pero igual es divertido leerlo, ¿cierto? Por lo menos yo lo tomo así como divertido. Jamás voy a hacer esto, pero bueno... <risa> pero no sé ¿eh? porque a veces hay como les, dije, como les dije hay a veces mujeres que desgraciadamente no aprecian un, un buen hombre y abusan de su tiempo y creen que la única importante la importancia en esa relación es ella creo que es muy egoísta eso ¿cierto? muchas veces los hombres son acusados por ser egoístas ¿cierto? y ese famoso trendy palabra que se usa ahora eh, narcisista, ¿cierto? pero la mujer también puede ser así, así que no dejamos no, no nos mentimos ¿cierto? A, a, not, a, a nuestros mismos creyendo que es solamente para los hombres, ¿cierto? el egoísmo no tiene género así que seamos más amables, seamos más conscientes de cronos de tu, del tiempo tú quieres apreciar tu tiempo aprecia a abrazar el tiempo para darte cuenta que tú tienes muy limitado tu tiempo 
Y si quieres realmente apreciar a una mujer o a un hombre, aprecia y aprenda cómo dar tu tiempo, cómo hacer el tiempo. Y eso es un acto de honor, un acto de respeto, un acto de amor, ¿cierto? Bueno, gracias por estar aquí, damas y caballeros. Fue un honor. Y luego ya estoy casi, estoy casi, casi listo para hacer un live solamente en español. Así que me falta un poquito más, pero yo sé que hay muchos españoles aquí. Así que gracias por su sintonía. Espero que vuelvan y disfruten de los shows. Y bueno, como siempre digo al fin de los lives, si Dios quiere, nos vemos muy luego en la próxima. Y que Dios le guarde, que lo da un gran abrazo y un amor profundo para ustedes que ya ha demostrado que él te ama solamente tú tienes que darte cuenta y bueno doy, doy toda la gloria doy toda la gloria a dios para mi vida y bueno estas oportunidades para dar mensajes algo positivo cierto así que muchas gracias por todo nos vemos en la próxima all right guys all my english speakers thank you so much for being patient and I'm sorry that I sometimes go on and on with my English or Spanish speakers, but I just want to give you a heads up, by the way, some point in the next week or so, I'm going to be doing a live only in Spanish. So I just want to give you a heads up. I don't want you to feel like I'm ignoring you. And so if you are on the live and you happen to see my notification and I am only speaking in Spanish, I don't want you to feel like I'm being rude or like I don't really like want you there. I want you here. I want you to listen to the Spanish. I want you to learn as much as possible. So I apologize in advance if you feel like you're being outcasted. It has nothing to do with that. I just want my Spanish-speaking community to also feel engaged and also special. And so, like I said, I'll probably give you a heads up when that's going to happen. But I might as well announce it now. So sometime in the future, maybe in the next week or so, I'm going to be doing a live only in Spanish But I want you all to feel welcome and join the party and, you know, do your best to like hear some words that are familiar with you. But, you know, it's going to be in Spanish. But don't worry, I'm going to do some plenty of English ones from this point. And so, you know, you're definitely not going to feel left out. But I just want to give you a thought. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for being here. This was a wonderful live. I hope you learned something. Don't forget to go to my Spotify account. Subscribe to it if you can. And, well, enjoy the content. We'll see you guys in the, the next live, Lord willing. And as I always say, if I don't see you, this has been a absolute privilege. And I hope you guys learned something really great. And I hope that it leaves a lasting, lasting legacy for the youth and children, my children and my children's children. Who knows, right? So thank you so much for being here. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Take care, everybody.